everyone, welcome back to another episode of Stripped by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host, Steph Sia, aka Kimchi, on the stage. I just finished up a very busy month of dancing, and I will be back on stage in just a couple weeks at Shakers uh, Show Lounge in Surrey. If you're in British Columbia, Canada, that is where you can find me next, um, but I do post everything on my story if you want to come and chat with me and hang out and talk about podcasts that would be super cool if not you can also find me on OnlyFans I'm also a digital content creator and I was also a former sugar baby many moons ago and I speak about those experiences in my earlier episodes so be sure to peep that if you're interested but the show is not about me I do bring on different guests on in the adult industry whether they're porn stars, cam models, or strippers, um, people in production, people behind the scenes, allies, people that really want to support our work and to better understand our work. I do this to really provide a really transparent approach to sex work and to provide um, I don't know, a better understanding and a learning in terms of like our work because obviously our work is very, very highly stigmatized and I'm kind of just doing my part in trying to destigmatize the industry and dehumanize us in terms of sex workers. So I try to bring on different people on every single week, including this week, which I will be very, very uh, excited to announce this week's guest plural. <laughs> and before we pop into that part, I just want to do a quick little shout out to the top tier uh, Patreon subscribers who are getting the opportunity to view this wonderful video content that's just found on Patreon. So shout out to Jay Sunsern. Thank you so much for uh, upgrading to the top tier. Really, really appreciate that. We got Snoo Snoo all the way from Germany, Arup Sarkar and Justin Erickson. And of course, all the others that are on the lower end tiers, which is there's nothing wrong with that. It's as low as the price of a coffee. coffee. It's super accessible. Um, and you can find lots of bonus content on there, all the video exclusives. Um, me kind of like showcasing who's going to be on the show next. Lots of fun stuff and goodies there that you can find on patreon.com slash stripped by Sia. So, okay, going back to this week's episode, I'm super stoked to finally get this group on to the show. It's been months in the making and months since we've connected. So I'm super stoked to bring on We Are PS Group, which is a creative marketing agency specifically uh, targeted towards sex workers and people within the adult industry. And I have the founder and CEO of PS Group on the show today, Carly David, as well as one of the many consultants. We have Siri Dahl, who is very, very famous in the adult industry. And also to kind of plug myself too, I'm also the dancer consultant at PS Group as well. So it's going to be a fun, packed conversation over the next hour and just a little bit. But Carly and Siri, are you there? Hello. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Siri. <laughs> That's a, I feel like there's absolutely going to be a blooper reel out of this oh, one. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Only found Patreon, but <laughs> yes, definitely for sure. <laughs> I'm so stoked to have you both on the show today. And of course, we can't have the entire team because that would just be like a giant Zoom party, um, which w would be fun, but really hard to coordinate. But uh, I'm really stoked to just 
hear all about the group. I mean, I know about the group, but I want everyone else in the world to know about the group as well. So I don't know, maybe Carly, did you want to kind of start off the conversation in terms of who you are, how you got started, and how you started PS Group? Oh, sure. Uh, First of all, thank you so much for having us. It has been, like you said, quite a process in the making. And I'm so thrilled to be here today and to have Siri joining me with you. Uh, But my background, I'm Carly David, by the way. (laughs) Um, My background is that I was originally in entertainment, uh, working for film and TV, and then eventually transitioned into advertising agencies for about 15 years. Now, while I was in those ad agencies, I also uh, entered the world of adult and sex work. And so it was sort of uh, BP by day, lady of the night. And it was, it was not my first entry because I had known different niches, different representations of sex work throughout my life. But this was, this was my entry, I would say. And I just discovered what an incredibly, oh God, it's rainy season. <laughs> Um, Same here, yeah, by the way. Be pouring. <laughs> yeah. And um, so basically, uh, I just discovered in such a wonderful, warm fashion, this community. And I had never really experienced anything like it. I would say there's something extraordinarily special about our community and this industry as a whole. And when I, when I decided that I got burnt out in the rat race and I actually ended up moving to Mexico, um, good side of the wall, I will tell you, it's a, yeah, but it, it, uh, I realized that there was a, there was a gap. There was a real need. And it started out with me and my jammies learning websites, making websites, uh, Rand Fullerton, who's our creative director, came on board, and we've been through a variety of incarnations, and I am really, really proud of where we are today, and I attribute that partially to the shift in the political and social landscape, and as a result of the pandemic, honestly, getting sex work into the public eye in a way it had not been as exposed before in a way that was more accessible. And I, I just started meeting people and connecting with individuals who really care about this industry in, and share my, uh, my love for the people in it. And I was able to meet women like you and like Siri and like Alexander Snow and the amazing people that are on our growing team. And it's just been, it's just sort of been almost a runaway train yeah. in the past, <laughs> in the most positive way, in the most positive way. We've had a really big week this week. So um, I'm just absolutely on cloud nine and I'm just so optimistic about what we can offer sex workers in this world and what we can learn from them and collectively how we can make a change Mm -hmm. and make the world better for not just us but everyone in general 
because of diversity. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like you kind of mentioned something earlier that like an idea popped up in my head, but like, you know, for people in our industry, in the sex industry, it can be really hard um, for us to trust people to make our websites or trust people to do our branding. And like, like you said, you're kind of finding a niche and there's that need there for this kind of agency and for these offerings. So I think it's really admirable what you have created. And like, for those who don't know, PS Group has some pretty big clients. (laughs) I don't know if anyone wants to like run the list down, but there's so many clients and each website is so different and just so amazing. Like the one you showed me today was just like, oh my God, (laughs) it's just amazing. So, so incredible. Yeah. I'm, I'm really fortunate to have had the opportunity to meet sex workers with such diverse skill sets. I mean, honestly, we all have diverse skill sets as a requirement for this industry, but Um, you know, the really amazing thing is that I want to hire people who are not as good as me, who are better than me and I will learn from. And I think we have a lot of complementary facets to what we offer on our services menu. Uh, did we mention, probably not, we totally glazed over it, that we are 90% current and retired sex workers. Yes. Yes, I can't believe I forgot to mention that. Thank you for popping in here for that. We're kind of like, that's our DNA, so we forget sometimes to articulate it. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's exciting. It's an exciting time. Very, very. And like there's so many people that are part of the team, including yourself, Siri, that I know you, you focused a lot on branding and strategy. And I, before we kind of get into those details and stuff, I'd love to introduce you to the audience and for you to kind of tell people who you are, how you got started into the industry as well, and to yeah, give you a little limelight here too, because you also do amazing work too. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, so I, I, my role in PS Group, I'm a uh, branding consultant for uh, both porn sex workers or like, you know, online content creators, uh, however people want to be labeled, uh, (laughs) as well as for full service sex workers. Um, So, and I really love having those conversations about branding and that strategy, you know, how best to market yourself to not only cater to the audience that you have, but how to build that audience and how to recruit the audience that you want if there is a mismatch between what you have and and what you want. Um, I've always been very passionate personally about my branding as an adult performer. I started in 2012, so I'm definitely someone you would consider a veteran in the industry. And by the way, for for, uh, the porn industry, especially on the studio side, if you're in for even like a year, technically that makes you a veteran because the the churn of people who enter and exit the industry is insanely yeah. fast. I was just um, sorry, I hate to yeah. interrupt, but I just interviewed with uh, Cindy Starfall. She said the same thing. She said, uh, on average, it's nine months in the industry. So nine months, two years is what I hear. <laughs> it's crazy. That's correct. It's, yeah, a lot of people come in, they make some cash and then they dip out and, you know, for whatever reason, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it is the the vast majority of people who work in adult don't stick around for, 
years and years. So I started in 2012, I was active. Uh, and when I started, I was only doing studio productions because in 2012, things like OnlyFans didn't exist yet. There wasn't a huge market for performers and content creators to sell their content individually to their fan base. So I relied wholly on uh, being hired for you know a shoot here and there um, by big studios. I lived in California at the time. In uh, late 2014, I stopped shooting and then by the first month of 2015 was retired and moved. That's when I moved out to Kentucky. Um, and I won't get into the reasons why, if people are curious about that part of my story, they can go listen to other numerous interviews I'm on. <laughs> uh, or like I, I used to have my own podcast called After Adult and I talked about it there. So there's ways people can find that part of the story. I'll skip over that. Fast forward to 2020, uh, January 2020, I decided to come back into the adult industry full time. Um, and I decided to do that uh, in January. So it was like right before COVID hit and, and then COVID hit. And then I was like, oh, now I'm stuck at home. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's been great. Uh, I kind of like hit the ground running as far as like coming back into the porn industry. I was lucky that my fan base was still very much there and, and honestly like waiting for me to resurface. So it didn't really feel like anything skipped a beat. Um, and yeah, so I've been doing my thing since then. And I think one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about branding specifically is because I had to work my ass off to brand myself the way that I wanted to be viewed by the industry because I am a thick woman. And in 2012, there was not a market for thick girls in porn. It was either straight size models, you know, like more petite women or BBW as a niche. And if, if you did BBW work back then, then you wouldn't ever get hired by the studios that were considered more quote unquote mainstream. So, and I was, you know, I'm still thick now, but I was thicker then even. And I understood that dynamic immediately upon coming into the industry and I understood if I'm not very careful about how I brand myself, I will get pigeonholed into one type of role and I'll never have the opportunities that I want. And also the industry won't ever change. Like, and things are so much better now. Things have changed. You actually do see a greater variety of body types in adult film. Um, you do see big studios that previously would not have hired thicker girls going for people with that body type, you know? expanding their definition of what is considered marketable and sexy. And I mean, the change isn't stopping here. You know, <laughs> I, I don't want to like pat myself on the back too hard, but I know that I had to have a hand in that because I, there weren't a lot of people who looked like me in 2012, um, not working for the studios that I ended up working for. I kind of forced people to, to accept me and carve a spot. I, I carved a spot for myself because I understood that no one else was going to do it. And so that's a huge part of why I know that why you recruited me into PS Group, Carly, and a huge part of why I'm passionate about it and very excited to be doing these consultations with sex workers, both, both vet veterans and people who are newer to it, because everyone can benefit from having those conversations and, you know, having extra oh, help. Yeah. 
developing their definitely career. and there's nothing wrong with asking for help i actually think it's it's a great thing and a smart thing because i mean for a long time i mean just talking about my experience um as a sugar baby back in the day it was almost 10 years ago there wasn't a lot of help there wasn't there weren't any resources back then like no blogs that i can look like forwards to or talk with anyone it was really like isolating and lonely that I couldn't like share my experience with anyone so like now that there's so many different resources out there like your podcast or like this podcast or whatever like it's it's so great that people are are more than willing to help each other out and that's like one thing I love 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 about our industry is like everyone's just here to support and like wants everyone to succeed um and what you said about branding I think that is so important because because, um, yeah, especially in the porn industry, like there's certain like certain companies and production companies will try to make you in a certain way or like even like, I guess, quote unquote, typecast you and then you're just stuck like that for the rest of your career. And I think people often forget like, no, you do have a choice and you do have a say, um, although that might not be realized in the beginning of your career. Um, I think it's important for you to kind of realize that um, kind of early on. And, and take charge of that as much as you can. So really excited to kind of get more into the conversation too in terms of like PS group and the different services and like the menu offerings that um, PS group offers. There's just a lot of it because it's such a big topic and like that's a big part of marketing. So I don't know, Carly, like did you want to maybe try to try to tackle um, certain buckets <laughs> Certain areas and stuff. (laughs) I just want to kind of give a shout out to to Siri based on what we were just talking about is conscientious branding. And Siri, if you don't mind, it was that she was recently nominated for an award, and it was in the BBW category, which. And I thought the way, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but the way you handled it, I think, was so classy and appropriate. And with the utmost respect for those who elect to brand themselves as BBWs. And I just wanted to, like, give you a shout out for that because, you know, that was really, that was appropriately handled in my opinion. Can you give us context, like, in terms of, like... What happened yeah. and stuff like that and how you handled that situation? Yeah. Um, so there was a an online like fan voting awards thing uh, several months ago. And they the way that this company decided to announce nominees for each category, and the category spanned everything from, you know, video awards, company awards, individual performer, like uh so as far as the individual performer awards goes, I was I received one nomination in one category, and that category was like favorite BBW model of the year, and I I didn't even realize that I was nominated for it. I actually found out because Carly and another friend of mine texted li- literally at the same time within like five minutes of each other, and were like, um, "Congratulations!" Like because they were confused because I, my branding is not as a BBW model. I have never used that as a branding term for myself. So I, I mean, Carly, I know that you immediately were like, wait, this doesn't match up. And so I went to the site and I was like, oh yeah, well, hell yeah, there's my photo. Okay. That's a little weird that they put me in a, um, it was unusual because usually with especially fan voted awards, 
uh, in the adult industry, which there are tons of every like brand, every like media brand, small brands, like production studios, like tube sites, they all have their own like little award things that people can vote on. So um, typically the way that that works is you submit yourself for a nomination and then your nomination is either confirmed or it isn't. And if it's confirmed, then you go into the actual voting round and then people can vote for you and you might win. This company, though, decided to not do a self-submission. They just nominated people without talking to them beforehand. So that's why I was uh, irritated with it, honestly, is because I was like, wait, you didn't clarify this with me. You, How did you not understand that this is not my branding? Like, I have a presence on this platform. I don't ever use this term to brand myself. I don't sell my content this way. It's very weird that you'd put me in this category. Um not only that, but it was disappointing to see because each category had a limit of 10 nominees, which means that by me being nominated in the BBW category, there is someone who does brand themselves as BBW, who wants that award, who is now not going to have a slot in the 10 nominees because I'm taking up a spot that I truly do not deserve being someone who hasn't even marketed myself to that, you know, that category, that fan base, like not my branding. So I, I declined the nomination. <laughs> they did remove me from the page. Uh, and it actually was a very productive thing to do because it, it led to further conversations with that company about how they can improve those processes in the future. And not only that, but like how they can on the production side, um, cause this is a, a large company in the industry and they do have like the site that did the nominations doesn't produce themselves, but they do have a partner company that does produce studio films. Um, and that also then led to a discussion with that company of how they can refine their practices on the studio side to make sure that models they hire for films are opting into the kind of, kind of branding and marketing terms they want to be used to represent their brand. So it was a, it was a big thing that happened. Uh, it was a little stressful at first, but I'm glad it happened now because th those are the kinds of conversations that, especially when we talk about the porn industry on the studio side, those conversations need to happen because we are in a new era now where the individual model is in charge of their branding. It is not the studio's decision how a model is branded. It used to very much be that way. It is not like that anymore. And I felt like my branding that I've worked for, uh, you know, on that I've worked on for 10 years had been stepped on a little bit by this process of, you know, not consulting me before I was put in a category that then was like, in a way, marketing me in a way that I didn't want to be marketed. So, um, yeah, it was that's there, there's your context. No, that's <laughs> an amazing story and a really, really great example too. Why, like, with specific marketing and like conscientious branding is also really, really important. Like, and thank you for sharing that story. And that's just so such a class act in in terms of like how you handled that, and also really a productive conversation. I'm glad it kind of trickled into other conversations with the two companies that were involved as well. So, um, amazing, yeah, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a method to my madness. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a method. <laughs> There's always a madness. Let's be honest. <laughs> but 
yeah, I mean, I think the reason why that uh, that story and experience like came to mind was because of the fact that the industry um, in basically every niche, I would say, has really gone through a dramatic shift in terms of power dynamics and being able to be the owner of your own brand, your own business, your own marketing plan, your own strategies, what feels good for you and what just doesn't work. And I think it's really important that we are now in a day and age in which we can voice what is working for us and what companies that may not be run by sex workers or have the ongoing input and feedback of sex workers that we we feel empowered we feel validated our voices are heard and we matter and i think the more sophisticated we are in terms of our business strategies and approaches and objectives and strat and planning it's it really only um makes us stronger in terms of this overall fight we're at against the outside world so to speak but um but it really has it has been amazing and siri i know you will agree that watching a decade go by because i've been in this industry since 2012 as well and watching the shifts and the exponential growth in terms of business savviness and approach and attitude and mindset and the discipline required. I mean, the reason why people leave after nine months, in my opinion, is because it's a fucking grind. Yeah. It is so it much sure work. Is. <laughs> it is. It is One of so the biggest misconceptions work. is that sex work is easy money. I'm sure that this comes up on the podcast, Sia. It is like... <laughs> Yeah, it's such a misconception. It's like, no, no, no. And now more than ever, it's like things can things are better, I think, now more than ever before, uh, specifically, especially for online content creators. But also at the same time, that does mean that like you can you can really you can have it all, but you're gonna work your ass off for it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta put in the work. And like a lot of people will not realize that or not put in the work, and then they're not just not a right fit for this kind of industry, right? So yeah. I mean, it really is. You do have to approach it. Run your business like a business. You run it haphazardly or with chaos, you will get chaotic results. You run it in a structured fashion and you discipline yourself and you attend to or delegate and outsource and build an advisory board and professional team behind you. Uh, and there are ways to do it affordably. There really are. But I think the fact that this is such a draining uh, career, it really is. It's so exhausting because of everything it takes out of you, mind, body, and soul. And it's very easy to get burnt out in this business. So I am a huge fan of outsourcing and delegating and building support systems. Because number one, you know, there's tied for number one is are you able to support yourself and meet financial goals or work towards financial goals? And then secondly, are you still happy and not going insane? Because the mental well-being, because it's very, very tempting. I mean, 
look who's talking. I'm like, happy Sunday. Carly, listen to your own advice. Uh, go to uh, I'm like, go have fun Sunday. I'll be here working. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's so easy to get burnt out. So easy to get burnt out because there's no nine to five in this career and in this line of work. It is. And there's no graduating. As soon as you meet one milestone, you're already looking towards the next one. And you're like, how can I be more efficient, more effective? How can I get a better return on my investment? And how can I maximize my efforts so that I am able to meet those goals and not go out of my mind? You know, you don't ever want to say, I will sleep when I am dead. <laughs> yeah. There's really that delicate balance between, you know, like, you want to achieve it all, but you also don't want to, as you mentioned, burn yourself out because burnout, as you mentioned, is so, so common. I mean, like, what are some things that sex workers come to you for? Like, I would love to, like, kind of go into the different buckets of, like, um, what PS Group offers and, like, maybe some common requests and stuff to take it away. I just totally hijacked that whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's tell a story. I love stories. Um, I love tangents, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so really quickly uh, is that our primary services at this time, and we are obviously really growing. Uh, we've got about four people on the team who aren't even on the website at this point. Um, we are rapidly approaching a team of 20 in five different countries. Uh, so I feel, I feel really badly for the people who try to coordinate team meetings because it's, it's not even like herding cats. It's like herding fake cats. <laughs> like it's never going to happen. <laughs> um, they just keep slipping out of your grasp, but, um, ghost yeah, cats, so <laughs> cats, faux cats, faux pussy, <laughs> a faux pussy. Um, yeah, we, we start with branding and strategy and then it sort of segues. Once you have that foundation, you know who you are, what your unique selling points are, how you are going to stand out in the market, because every one of us has quirks and it is those quirks that people really respond to and they're unique and they're different. And there is truly a market for everyone. You know, personally, I don't find it a turn on to have like tomatoes thrown at me, but I guarantee there are people out there who do and would love to have that need be met. <laughs> uh, so you would be surprised at some of the things that come up as like key differentiators. You never know. And that's actually sort of one of the reasons why it's great to have an objective mm -hmm. uh, sounding board for with consultants is that we all have blinders on or, you know, foggy spots where like I see something that Siri didn't see, but you saw something that I didn't see, you know, and um, and all together it becomes a cohesive foundation for you to build the design and the creative aspects, like the face of your brand in terms of colors and typography or graphics, just vibe, like what your brand is, what your brand isn't. 
And as Siri touched on the idea of who are you trying to target? Because you can't appeal to everyone. You're going to appeal to no one if that's the case. So once you've got the branding, the strategy, you have a game plan and a blueprint of your house, then you can start decorating it. And that's when we develop and design websites. And like you said, every single one is custom. Not a single one will look like the other one. And that's just a choice we made. Um, It's very creatively fulfilling, I would say. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a little selfish on our part. But (laughs) it's also, I mean, I think it is, we take it really, really seriously that you are investing in your livelihood, in your business by hiring us. So we do everything we can to provide the tools and resources and information and education so that you can go out with these tools and slay it. Um, But once a website is in, oh, we also have copywriting and editing, and that ties into search engine optimization, which we're really, really big on because I'm a firm believer that social platforms are a little... um, not gonna happen for a lot, you know, for too much longer. So I was looking for like a nice way of saying it, and I'm like, screw it, they us. Um, <laughs> can you, you quickly know. define search engine optimization for those listening who might not be familiar with that term? Yes, it is basically um, making your website constructed and presented in a way that is appealing to Google or another search engine. And basically bribes them into ranking you higher than an alternative website. I mean, bribe is a <laughs> you know bad example. We don't do black hat SEO, which is like trying to outsmart Google. Mm. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Like, move on, just play by the rules. Um, so basically it's just trying to get your website suggested on the first page of Google, which is technically free. Like it is free traffic. It is just that you have to do a lot of work and a lot of investment, mm-hmm. whether it be time or financial investment by hiring someone uh, to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Because it all looks the same on the outside, but underneath, like the wheels are all working in, you know, complementary ways that will hopefully uh, boost your site in the eyes of Google and make you like the star. Right. Yeah. And that's so important too. So, so, so important for, for uh, searchability and for people to find you. So, so vital, especially. If- and also you're, you're reaching a totally different demographic and audience than you necessarily would on Twitter versus TikTok versus Instagram versus an ad site versus press releases. Like you really have to have a totally holistic marketing plan and mix. So that's something we explore in the branding consults. And I'm sure Siri can talk to her experiences with this a little bit. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm like, Siri, can you like walk us through like a consultancy call? Like what's that like? Yeah, I mean, so... Uh, Carly has developed some, well, maybe with the help of other team members, but, (laughs) uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong on that, Carly. 
Um, but there are some really detailed questionnaires that a new uh, consult consult like request will submit. And those are pretty integral to the consultation process. So like, you know, if I'm getting a, a client requesting a consult with me for uh, full service or uh, online like creator branding, I, the first thing I do is I look at those documents and really like, I look at them immediately when I get them because I want to have the first look before we even have the actual consult scheduled because then I can let that brew and I, you know, I'll go follow the person, like find their socials so I can get a feel for who they are. Um, and then by the time that conversation, our, you know, consult appointment rolls around, I've already gotten kind of a feel for this, uh, this person, uh, individual, and like what they're looking to achieve, what their goals are. Um, and from then it just becomes a conversation where we get down into like the nitty gritty. Like we go over each detail of their career, their goals, um, you know, with a focus heavily on branding and representation. Um, and it's really fun. Like it's very satisfying to have those conversations and also to like keep, you know, follow up afterward and be checking in with folks like, hey, so like, did you look into this thing? Like, how did that go? Like, you know, I feel like we end up sharing <laughs> with some of the clients that we've had, we end up sharing uh, a lot of like cool lingerie sets because that's a thing. That's a theme that keeps coming up is people are like, I, you know, I want to I want to like have this like cool, I have this idea for this photo set and like. Like what's, what's like a good resource for me to like get this type of look? Like this is an aesthetic that I'm going for and I'm a lingerie nerd. So I'm all like, <laughs> like, let me go find some stuff for you. <laughs> yeah. You should be our Zoom chats. Our Zoom yeah. chats are like link, 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 bra, mm -hmm. picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's very fun. fun. I mean, honestly, Carly, maybe we need to add personal shopping into the mix here. <laughs> It's a new service being offered. <laughs> we actually did have it for a while, and then it just got a little unwieldy. Um, I can see that. <laughs> you know, when you're just going down a net-a-porte rabbit hole for hours and hours being like, oh, I want Dangerous. That. <laughs> dangerous. Very dangerous. <laughs> but that's actually a great idea. It is something I have absolutely considered is like styling for photo shoots. It's something mm -hmm. I've done like uh, sort of as a one-off for existing clients who have requested it. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy it, but it's a lot of time that's involved with that. Mm -hmm. So, and mm -hmm. when you're investing in a professional photo shoot as it is, it's, it's tough to prioritize. Like, do I spend more money on the location? Do I spend more money on edits or the photographer? Or do I get a million looks? Uh, so yeah, but we definitely sort of try to dissect and brainstorm just as much as we end up ending on implementation and actionable points on how to execute this new persona that they have refined and been, you know, the executive of. Right. So yeah, we definitely sort of specialize, I would say, in individuals who have found a modicum of success on their own and they're looking to either take it to the next level or allocate responsibility so they alleviate that time commitment. Mm -hmm. And subsequently also having objective experts who have like 
you know, we're experts because we just have done a lot of it. Yeah. It's not necessarily that we're like better or worse than other consultants or other options. It's just, we've, I mean, like over the span of like a 20 person team, I don't want to calculate. I don't want to calculate how many years we got in this one, like in this cart. But, yeah. um, but I think it's just, and we all have different specialties and experiences and just as a result of the collective knowledge and experience. And I think we're all just very curious individuals by nature. Mm-hmm. So, and we're all empaths and we're all, you know, we're all a little off anyway. <laughs> like we're all a little weird. So, um, I mean, I always joke. It's so funny. Like Siri's always eating in the consoles. <laughs> Like you always have lunch. <laughs> I feel like it's it's been more than once that I'm specifically eating banh mi. Like that is that's kind of that's that's my like favorite. There's a place down the road from my house that has really good ones, so I'm always like, hold on, let me go get my sandwich. And every time you do that, I'm always like, yeah, I've done a consult with someone in the shower. Like they were in the shower, I was not in the shower. Uh, they were in the shower. We have a client who every time we meet. She says, is it really a call with Carly about SEO if I'm not smoking a blunt? And I'm like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's required along with domain authority. (laughs) I mean, going, steering back to like the different specialties that, that PS Group offers, I know, I mean, just naming a few, we have consultants for TikTok. We have consultants for Reddit. We have consultants for camming. Siri, you do ones for adult production as well as full service sex work. Um, there are so many loads of other categories that I'm missing. What am I missing, Carly? <laughs> dancer consultant. Oh, yeah, dancer consultant. Let me just slip in here saying um, that I think it's really, really important that if we are going to say that sex work is work and we are a solidarity, you know, we are a single unified front, then we should not be uh, saying we will, that certain sex workers are not within that community. Thank you. So I think it's really important that we are as inclusive as we possibly can be in terms of the experts and resources that are available. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just wanted to shout out Sia for coming on board (laughs) and being like, yes, we can do this. And doing like market research even before you join. (laughs) I'm like, okay, that's overachiever. Oh, I've I've always Uh, been overachiever. (laughs) Always. But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, for any dancers listening out there, I know there's a lot of dancers that I work with that listen to the show as well. Uh, and a lot of you don't have websites and and stuff like that too. Like we'd love to hear from you, and also like, especially those that are touring. I know a lot of you are touring across country and across North America. Um, this could be something that is, is super super useful for you. So um, just listen in, and we will be hosting a dancer consultant um, live slash workshop slash consultancy thing at some point really soon. Hopefully by the time this episode is airing. So stay tuned. <laughs> 
I think it's also the really interesting thing about the emergence of online work is that there's a lot of hybrid sex workers now. And the, and the question is, how do you leverage the buzz or the success or the awareness that you have in one sector of your work and integrate it with the different, you know, the different things you do? You know, for someone who is a camera and then also doing content, it's like, how do you have that crossover audience? Same with dancers. It's like, if you're doing online content, how do you maximize your exposure and the work you're doing on that to turn into sales and asses in the club? You know, I mean, that's kind of a, <laughs> a ridiculous statement, but uh, clothed asses in the club. <laughs> well, it makes sense because, like, a lot of us are doing an asses. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it needs to go beyond like a link tree link, you know? Mm-hmm. It needs to. And that's just like what I yeah. personally think. But, like, um, for those who are curious, um, maybe Carly, you can answer this as well, but like, is this something, and I don't know the answer to this, but like for those who are, who are listening and do not know the answer to this, is like for thing, things that PS Group offers, is this one whole package deal or is can you do an a la carte kind of, I don't know, pick and choose? Actually, we are pretty flexible in terms of, you know, we obviously advise like the best value because it's going to be consistent like tone, voice, imagery, everything is going to be consistent if you are packaging together a variety of services. Um, Also, there are discounts involved because of that. Uh, You know, we value when people want to trust us with a variety of their marketing needs. Uh, But yeah, absolutely. Things are a la carte available. And we also usually do things in payment installments. Like, it's so much more important to us that we're working with people who are really excited to take control of the future of their business and brand. And they really care and they're hands-on and they want to learn and they want to be involved in the process. Uh, And so that's more important than being like, okay, we've got this big ticket sale. Right. Right. Yeah. It sounds so Pollyanna-ish. It actually is the case. That's why I left the rat race, you know? (laughs) And I mean, like going back, I mean, I don't know if we can talk about costs, but like um, how is that structured for those who might be interested in this? Yeah. Typically it is based on a project uh, and those, uh, depending on the service, it will be broken up either into two websites are typically broken up into three payments. Actually, uh, we do want to make it palatable and realistic, I would say. Uh, but we do, um, we do really consider bespoke opportunities in which you're like, you know what? I would rather just pay the first of every month. And like retain you for these specific services. I won't use anyone else and you'll be like at the ready to do my work. So uh, that's sort of like an agency of record retainer situation. But, and that's, I think that's more rare. That's more for like an organization or the very few companies we work with uh, because 
generally for the most part, obviously there are exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, we do focus our clients on, or our client portfolio to be independent sex workers. So the companies we have worked with, the organizations, the nonprofits are typically very closely tied to a current or retired sex worker deeply involved at the leadership level. Uh, so yeah, we just, I mean, obviously you're going to have to invest in your business, but the value and the ROI, and we are so committed to tracking and data, making sure we have a clear quantifiable way of knowing how successful these tools and strategies are for you. Uh, everything is founded in data and Siri doll is something to say. I didn't know you were going to immediately interrupt yourself. Well, I just, I wanted to add a really, really like little bitty addendum be, because I know we say we're focusing on independent sex workers and in the world of porn studio productions, that has a slightly different meaning because it means you don't have a talent agent. And I want to make that our services are 100% available to someone, for example, in the adult industry who has a talent agent booking their work. Our service does not conflict with that. You're not like signing a like a years long contract or something like that. We're not representing anyone that way. So just to clarify that little piece, because I imagine if someone's listening and that's the boat they're in. I want them to understand that we would still be a fit for them Got potentially. It. So yes. Carly has something <laughs> to say. I love this button. <laughs> I literally don't have something to say. I just wanted to push. You just wanted to press the button. (laughs) Amazing. I just wanted to be like, so yeah. Carly no longer has anything to say. Ah. I mean, to kind of wrap up this conversation too. I just wanted to hear like, what are the most common things that people are coming to PS Group for? I hear a lot of branding. I hear a lot of strategy. Um, Are there any parts that really stand out? at all for either of you? Cricket. I think that's a Carly answer. Because <laughs> yeah. you have a you have the, you have the like macro yeah. view. As yeah, the consultant, I don't see all the inquiries that come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um it's it's fascinating. Um although I will say it has definitely been uh interesting to see patterns and trends based on what's going on in pop culture, what's going on in the industry, uh, how, uh, you know, the world is shifting in social dynamics and gender dynamics and like uh, all of that. But I would say the vast majority of people who find our services the most beneficial and uh, results producing are people who do have some experience of some sort and they are looking to either solve a current gap or need or something that like with the branding questionnaires that Siri mentioned, uh, we also have questionnaires for websites and Reddit marketing and all of that. We're big on the questionnaires. Um, It's basically the idea that we want to know where you're confused what you don't know, Mm -hmm. what you're not sure about. Because if you knew all that, you wouldn't need to hire us. You know, if you, you know, and so uh, 
Carly forgot the question. <laughs> Just like in terms of like what what are our most clients coming to yeah. PS Group for? Yes. Basically, they want to be the owner of their own digital footprint, their own brand, their own business. So even if they're building a site that's basically a personal website that is not e-commerce, that isn't a clip store, it's not a fan site, it's basically just, here I am, this is me. And this is where you can learn everything about me. This is where you find my links. And if they want to evolve into an e-commerce platform, that's something we do and we build. However, a lot of clients are at the place where they're like, I want to own my name on Google. I want to be uh, this, like my website. I want it to be my digital home on the web. I want people to go to that first because they know it was directly from me. It is the official website. And also for like full service sex workers or dancers who tour, things like that, you're able to express things in a way that you can't necessarily in direct communication. It also is a lot more efficient that you're able to convey all of those facts all those questions, all those answers, all those policies, all of those, you know, fine print things in a way that is like out there. And you don't have to like, you know, reiterate and be, you know, apparent almost. But um, <laughs> yeah, I would say that everyone has different business objectives. Everyone has different life objectives. And we actually have people who have been working with us for years that come back. And are like, you know, I just want to do a check-in or it's time for me to be uh, reviewing my analytics again or let's freshen up the website. It's, uh, it's amazing that some of our clients that we've been working with, we've been in business for about four years now, four and a half, and um, we have clients who have become so successful that they're like on their 3.0, you know? It's, they're ready to keep evolving because we're all evolving as humans and professionals and individuals. And, you know, so our business and our branding and our values obviously reflect Totally. That. That's super awesome. And like, I loved hearing all about this and I'm, I'm sure we're only just scratching the surface at this point. <laughs> but there are a couple of questions that came in, which we'll kind of just dive into that now. And of course, we'll be plugging all the links at the end of the show. So stay tuned for all of that. But I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll pop into questions quickly. Um, but I guess the first one, I, I think, Siri, this would be a great question for you. Um, this person writes in from Twitter, do you have any tips for growing my OnlyFans page as a new sex worker? Um, so growing your OnlyFans page, I would say the, the first thing that you should focus on, and this is before you ever even think about getting like, some people do like to like buy promo for OnlyFans. It's pretty common. Um, before you ever get into that territory, thinking about that, focus on making your page as good as it can be. Um, and the most important thing overall with OnlyFans is consistency. So whether that means, and that can mean whatever it means for your personal schedule. So it like, for me, I try to corral all of my content shooting into one day per week. 
because I'm more likely to feel burnout if I have it scattered across multiple days and it interrupts other things in my personal life potentially. So I try to corral it all into like one day. But if I do that, then I know, okay, I have all these like custom videos and like this other like, you know, type of content that I want to get shot that day. And sometimes my production day is also somewhat of an editing day because I still, uh, speaking of needing to delegate things <laughs> in my business, I still haven't released my death grip on editing my own <laughs> videos because I like enjoy it a lot, but it's a lot of work. Yeah, Damn it, Siri, so can you not foreshadow <laughs> future services? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the most important thing with OnlyFans is consistency. Think of it from the subscriber's point of view. Um, regardless of what you're charging for your page or if it's a free page, you want to post very consistently and, you know, send DMs if you're doing the unlockable thing. Not everyone does that on OnlyFans. There's different structures of, of ways to do it. But whatever you are doing, whatever way you're focusing most on delivering your content to your fans, make it really consistent. Try to post every day. Um, and, and try to make them quality posts. And that doesn't necessarily mean you got to be doing a new solo video every day. Like you can post a lot of fans are going to want to see the real life stuff and like get into your, your place a little bit with you. I don't know. I don't know what that even meant. Get into your place. Yeah, you, like you know what I mean? Like you want to get a more personal view yeah. of you. Yeah. So consistency is truly key with growing an OnlyFans following. And I mean, obviously it goes without saying, if you are on social media, definitely promote it there, but be careful. Yes. You cannot say the word OnlyFans um, on Instagram, for example. You can say it on Twitter. You might get some spam bots automatically replying to your tweet with their OnlyFans yeah. links. So watch out for that and ban <laughs> them. Um, I hate that. But yes, so definitely like share your OnlyFans link all over the place. Just be really careful with it. And um, if you if you want to try to promote it on Instagram, make sure that that link is within a, you know, a, a different site, for example, a site that PS Group builds for you. <laughs> or, or, you know, if, if you're not ready to make that step yet, like some sort of link tree link gathering thing, um, or just a simple forwarding link. Mine is SiriFanClub.com. And if you go there, it just forwards you right over to my OnlyFans page. Um, and that's, that's just, there, there's obviously more to that, but I'll, I'll leave it at that to keep it kind of short and sweet. Um, it is, it is, like I said, we talked about this earlier. It's, it's a lot of work, um, but OnlyFans is my main source of income and it can be a fantastic one. Um, definitely that consistency is key awesome. overall. Mm. I would just tack on there something that I've got Alexander Snow like whispering in my ear here. <laughs> uh, the idea that it's also really, really helpful to have a library before you even start. Because that way you're going to give yourself a little bit of leeway and a buffer should like tomorrow you have a migraine. Like who knows? Things that could come up. Being able to have that safety net almost so that you can take a breath, you don't have to stress, you don't have to freak out, which is always like counterproductive anyways. Uh, being able to have that repository that you can rely on and like your emergency stash almost. Mm -hmm. 
So great. Such sound advice. Thank you both so much for that. Last question here, I guess maybe for Carly, we'll quickly go into this. Is there a way I can do this cheaply or easily? Um, absolutely. We do, uh, we do offer a lot of, uh, we do try to do a lot of education, which is something that does sort of run as a consistent, okay, I am speaking. I don't have something to say. Uh, I need to stop <laughs> Just bouncing. Just click on your again. hand again. <laughs> like bouncing. <laughs> I was, I was like, God, squirrel, stop. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I would say that there's a lot of resources out there. And so we do try to provide as much free education and advice, you know, so we will do webinars. We have a webinar on YouTube that we did with one of our clients, little puck talking about how to actually create a website, not just in like, how do I buy a domain? Like what is hosting things like that? It's about how do you have a vision for this website? How do you get from A to B? What are all those steps that you have to consider? And a lot goes into it. So we definitely try, we have a blog. Shout out for Sia's p- podcast uh, <laughs> blog post, which is fabulous. I mean, did you get that to me in like a day? That's ridiculous. Overachiever. Shout out to this overachiever. <laughs> but, but the idea that um, there are resources out there. And when we can, we will absolutely advise uh, as much as we can. You know, so there are definitely ways to do it yourself uh, because we do have payment installments. If you come to us and you're like, would you be willing to do four? We're like, yeah, okay, we'll work with you. Again, it is more about attitude and work ethic, I think. Amen to that. <laughs> Lots of yeah. free resources. Out there. And luck. And, <laughs> and luck. That plays a factor as well. <laughs> It kind of does. It does. Yeah. But Carly and Siri, it was so fun to have you on to the show just to talk about PS Group and all the amazing things that you do for this community. So thank you both for all the amazing work that you do. Seriously, if you guys haven't peeped the portfolio or the client list of PS Group, it's pretty freaking impressive. And each website I said is just so beautiful and like personalized and just you have to peep it. So where can people find both of you and where can we find all these links? <laughs> um, okay, so PS Group, the agency is at wearepsgroup.com. And then shocker, we are on Twitter and Instagram at wearepsgroup. So one of these days I will have my own Twitter, <laughs> but right now... I'm like, I am one. <laughs> I am one. But uh, yeah, and we have some YouTube link. Who knows? But it's out there. Yeah. And we do, a lot of us speak at industry conferences and do podcasts. I know Siri is featured in the press a lot. So I will pass the torch. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm the Siri doll. Doll is spelled D-A-H-L. Uh, Siri is S-I-R-I. Uh, 
And um, <laughs> you can find me elsewhere. I'm on Twitch, uh, which is just Siri Doll. My main website is also SiriDoll.com. Yeah. And if you actually go to We Are PS Group uh, backslash about, you can see photos. And if you click on the photos, you'll see bios and social links for our entire team that is added to the website so far. Yeah. <laughs> there will be more. <laughs> and we are hiring. So if any sex workers out there really love the idea of being able to get involved in the industry and learn more about marketing and share what they know, uh, you can always email us at careers at wearepsgroup.com. Perfect. Yeah. And like, let them know that you heard it on Stripped by Sia <laughs> as well. And speaking of which, it's Stripped by Sia on Twitter, on Instagram, on Patreon. So patreon.com slash Stripped by Sia. And if you are listening, wherever you are listening, we're available on all major podcast platforms and listening platforms. If you're listening on Apple, feel free to write a five-star wonderful review or a really bad review. I mean, I, I was encouraged, like really honest feedback. <laughs> good or bad and of course um if you're on spotify five stars would be really really great it really helps with searchability and people finding the show and whatnot and that's it from me and that's it from siri that's it from carly that's it for us today so new episodes every single sunday dropping at midnight pacific standard time and we'll catch everyone next week from the episode thanks so much You're listening to Stripped by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, music by Ted D, graphic design by Maria Bellandarama, and photography by Ian Dabrin. <laughs>